Hello and uh, welcome to the delicious recipe here on UPRN. We're out of New Orleans. I'm in Thunder Bay and I have a guest there that's down in the States. I believe it's uh, Plymouth, uh, Massachusetts. But before we get to that, I want to say thank you to Hey You, Kitty Pot, and our new uh, flavor of the month there. Uh, let me see if I get this right there. Blaze. And thank you very much there. Last week, Shannon, Casey, that was listening on uh, the show that uh, when I had Laura Lee from the Angel Rock on here. She gave the name Blaze. So these are the three people that go and uh, help with the research. They help with uh, monitoring the ones and twos. They're my uh, back background people. And you'll always see them back there. And I want to thank Shannon Casey again there for helping uh, with that there. If you're listening along, uh, you, you can check us out on any platform that's going on there. We're on everything there. iTunes, iHeart, uh, Spreaker, Spreaker, uh, iHeart. I haven't probably mentioned that. Uh, uh, also on uh, YouTube, and if you're looking and want to watch on live on YouTube, we are on uh, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials, and also on UFO Paranormal. UFO Paranormal, it's done twice, and that's a UPRN site. And also become a member on uh, UPRN. There's extra bonus content that you can uh, check out there as well. And there's lots of different shows that are on here dealing with a wide variety of things and a lot of really interesting guests. And it's uh, 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. And so tonight, I want to thank uh, my guest. She's an author, a former lawyer, I believe, and she'll tell you a little bit more about that. Her name is uh, Kathy Dayan, and she's written the book here. And if I get that right, Before We Were Born. Thank you very much, Kathy Dayan, for uh, coming along with the delicious recipe. Uh, thank you, Del. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Sure. So let's go into this part there. You've written this book, uh, Before We Were Born. And you were a lawyer beforehand, and now you became, well, you said there, uh, we were just talking before a little bit, that uh, you were all writing beforehand. And so how did this book come into fruition? Okay, so um, I, ha I have been writing most of my adult life, even when I was um, a practicing attorney. I'm still an attorney, but I don't practice anymore. So, okay. um, so I had some spiritual experiences that made me want to um, write this book that made me want to tell the story. Um, my husband and I have always pursued our spiritual education together. Um, back in, we met in the nineties and back then there wasn't, you know, the internet and all the, you know, access to, uh, mediums around the world and all that. And so we kind of came to it, um, you know, the spirituality a little bit through the back door, you know, we were start, we were reading things like, um, you know, Wayne Dyer and um, Neil Donald Walsh's Conversations with God and always really curious about this. Uh, we had both lost a parent uh, young in life. And so we were interested in spirit communication, um, but we hadn't had the experience. Um, I um, lost one of my sisters. Um, she passed very suddenly and we had some um, spiritual experiences that made us even more curious. Um, so with the first thing that really happened that I think back on now as a mediumship experience, uh, this is before I had any idea that I had mediumship ability. Um, so my sister had passed and it was probably three months afterward, I had a dream that she came in and she was sitting on the bed next to me and she was holding my hand and we were talking and I could see there were two figures standing behind her. I couldn't see their faces, but there was light like all around them. I could see their outline. 
and we had a conversation and she said to me, um, you know, I have to, I have to move on. There was some place she needed to go in the spirit realm, but she wanted me to know that she was coming back and that she'd be watching over us. Um, I could see this conversation, you know, happening as if she were in front of me, but I could also watch it like from every point in the room all at once. And um, I, when she was done speaking to me, she she stood up and she went out through the wall and behind my bed and the two people that were with her, the figures went out behind her. And that was a remarkable experience for me because I felt like I had made contact with my sister or she had made contact with me, it'd be more like it. Um, so that grew our curiosity. Um, and then another thing happened um, a couple of years later, one of my good friends from when I was in my teenage years, in my early 20s, he died very suddenly. And I, um, I was grieving that loss. I had talked to him about three days before, and that was the first time I talked to him in years. And so um, it really shook me when that happened. And um, I started getting the sense that he was in the house, in our home. I could feel him. And um, we decided that we would um, go to a spiritualist church. Are you familiar with spiritualist churches, Del? Uh, well, I've been uh, involved in uh, many different, I've been baptized in uh, the Roman Catholic Church, the Pentecostal yeah. Church, the United Church, uh, dealt with a lot of, uh, I've talked a lot of subjects here on spirituality and uh. that, and so, uh, and I've had a lot of other guests that have done, uh, that have done stuff. So, uh, yes, I'm very aware of it there. So, uh, okay. the spiritual oh, cool. church that you, that you went to there, uh, continue. Oh, okay, sure. So, um Part of their service is uh, they have mediums that come in. That person typically will give a, a, a talk and there's a healing service involved. And then um, for the past last uh, half hour or so, they will call on people and they will bring in their loved ones and they will, mm -hmm. you know, help you connect. And I had some really good experiences doing that. Just, you know, mm -hmm. hearing from other mediums and then, um, as things kind of built up a little bit more, we were learning more. Um, they had a, a night where they were doing table tipping. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. It's a physical form of mediumship where you sit around, a, it's a very small, um, you know, any kind of pedestal table really. Um, mm -hmm. And there were, we did this together, my husband and I, and there were two other people at the table. One of them was the, the pastor of the church. And she's a very good medium too. And so she was picking up on some things while all this was happening and kind of adding to the conversation. But um, basically you put your hands on the table very lightly and you just have an intention for, you know, spirit to come in and, and uh, make contact with you. And this was something we had never even really heard of before. But when the spirit comes through, if there's enough energy coming through, you can feel the table start to vibrate and then okay. it's, and then it rocks. It starts to rock. And mm -hmm. it's really astounding when it happens because even okay. though we had heard about it, I just didn't think this would happen so clearly. The table started rocking and then it was almost like it was walking. It came over and it landed on my lap. And okay. <laughs> it was quite an experience. 
Um, okay. So we were able to figure out um, that it was this friend of mine that was pushing mm -hmm. the table. Um, and the way we found that out is as the tables going back and forth, it would tap out um, words. So it would be one tap is like an A and two taps is a B and kind of a, right. a long process, but you can get a communication through. And uh, it was just, it just changed our perspective on everything um, because this was a physical thing that was happening, showing right. us this connection to the spirit world. So um, after that, I, I really set my intention on trying to become a medium, trying to uh, be able to have that kind of contact. Yep. And um, the way that I did that is I um, meditated as much as I could, as often as I could with intention. Mm -hmm. And I came at it pretty strong. And okay. to the point that um, my, uh, my third eye, as it was opening, I, I ended up with this big bump right here where my third eye is. It was like a physical bump that people would say, what happened? What's on your head? And I had no explanation for it, you know? And I had, hmm. uh, yeah, I asked one of my sisters about it. She's a nurse and, and, and I told her, I think it's related to my third eye. And she said, I've never seen that. And she's like, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong, but that you may be right. And um, I started being able to see auras and um, spirit lights. So there was kind of a bluish light that was in the house and, um, you know, there was just different things that were happening. And I started feeling, um, you know, pressure on my head, um, mm -hmm. different, different sensations on my body. Um, right. sometimes it feels like, um, like spider webs on your skin and it's okay. someone in spirit just trying to get my attention. And, um, sometimes it feels like, um, you know, like if you, if you run across a carpet and you get that electric thing in your hair. You know, yep, that, that a shock. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Is that sometimes I, you know, I'd get that and, uh, you know, just different contact. Um, so over, over a period of time, um, again, I had my, my husband doing this with me. Um, we mm -hmm. were, we, we found our own table and we started table tipping and getting messages and, and mm -hmm. with time, the mediumship developed to the point that I was hearing, I was starting to hear, a word or two and it's like an interior kind of hearing it's called clairaudience um okay. so so it's it's something inside you picks up the words i know mm -hmm. that may sound it's a little difficult to explain um and then eventually like our spirit friends were, we were talking to them a lot and we were getting all this cool information and then they said well you know kathy is a medium and we can speak through her and i started channeling and we just filled up notebooks with information. And mm -hmm. a lot of that had to do with, um, you know, the, the, the idea that the spirit is eternal and the spirit is, you know, it's gonna, all our, our spirit friends are still around us, our loved ones. And, um, you know, just the idea of death isn't what you think it is. You know, it's a transition, it's not, it's not an end and, uh, you know, the people we spoke to and still speak to um, were really joyful, you know, really in, in a good place. Some people would come back and they'd say things like, you know, um, I'm sorry for this that I did or, you know, but most people were just coming in to say, I'm still here and, and I still love you. And it was right. just 
the most uplifting experience. And uh, that, that made me want to write a story about that. Right. So uh, if we go back to the beginning part here, because I, I do have a lot of questions about this, and I'm not discounting yeah. anything that you're saying, because uh, uh, I... My, my, my wife there tells me, says, I'm, I'm the worst skeptic there is there anyways okay. in a lot of things. And I've, I've experienced some paranormal stuff and I've talked about it on other shows and stuff like that where I can't explain it and I can't give whether 100% proof to it there. But uh, I just asked you this one part there. Uh, Buffering. Yeah, there we are. It just uh, just okay. sort of came out there a little bit there. Um, do you think that when you went from being a lawyer where everything deals with rationality and and stuff there, where it goes into this part of uh, where you had this spirit tipping or with this table there? Because I've dealt with a lot of, I've talked a lot of times about magic. Uh, James Randi was a big one there about uh, talking about how manipulation can be done with magic tricks and Banachek and stuff like that. Uh, I'm just thinking, where, where was the part that, uh, was there some sort of little thing there that it said that this wasn't a magic trick or something that could have been there where the rationale, and I'm not, I don't want to use the word rationality because that, that's, so, uh, that's so wrong, but uh, something that sort of said that this is actually more real than it could be something else as being a lawyer looking at this. It was just right in front of my eyes. I don't know what the magic could, you know. Um, yeah, I'm working. I'm welcome, you know. Welcome your interpretation or however you want to see it, because it's yep. not. It's it's not my intention to change anybody's mind about sure, what yeah. what spirit connections or any of that, because we. It's such a mm -hmm. personal thing. It sure, really yeah. is. It's such a personal mm -hmm. thing, but to me. Um, that first night at that church when the table was moving and we weren't moving that table. And mm -hmm. I knew that, and that, that was the thing that convinced me. And then okay. after that, when we became able to do that ourselves, and then I started channeling, I don't, I don't know what kind of magic that would be, but if it is, it's, it's just as powerful as connecting to spirit because it's really such a, um, it's a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't want to listen. I, I I'm not I'm not uh, doubting on your your experience at all. No, I just yeah. I just the the skeptic in me there. Anyways, with I'm I'm not saying I'm skeptical about what you're saying there. Period. I'm not saying that at all. And because I think everybody's own interpretation of their reality and what they experience is their own interpretation of their my reality is different than your reality and what you experience. Yeah. I can't I can't give give you a yes or a no or a proof to what I've experienced anything i could just relate what i what i sort of felt so we'll go into this part there is that you've gone into this part about dealing with meditation and opening up the spirit so as we move this i i well actually we should explain how your book how did you write your book how does the the process of your book going through through one to the end that was it go through the part about your initial how you got into this and then the different little steps that should probably be the the easiest part to go through uh, actually, it's, you know, it's written as a novel. So it's, okay. it's, a, it's a fictional story, um, but it's based on these concepts. So the concepts okay. of spirit communication specifically and also reincarnation. 
because that was another thing that we were we were talking to spirit about and mm -hmm. understanding that you know um, souls travel together and they choose to um, you know either there's 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 uh, spirit families there's all kinds of different soulmates they don't have to be romantic but in this case okay. that's what the book is about it's about two soulmates who choose to incarnate together oh wow <laughs> that, 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 I, I find that so interesting there because because uh, there's another part there that was in one of the parts there about uh, childhood friends and influences and for and about soulmates I guess it would be uh, and families and I always sort of wondered this thing and maybe you can answer this is that do you wonder about the part about are you soul uh, I don't know sir souls linked to families or are you sort of uh, handcuffed to families that you're in there? And I always wonder the yeah. part there too is that why does anybody that always uh, has uh, parts about talking about reincarnation that they always they were the the queen of Sheba or they were uh, the king of something they were they were never the the lowly goat herder herder that uh, protect the everybody uh, always has they yeah they always had a fantastical they were the greatest person in past history yeah do you have anything to that yes I would say that I had the exact same thought I agree with you. Um, I didn't have anybody tell me that I was, you know, a famous person or anything like that, just that I had lived different lifetimes and that mm -hmm. certain members of our families, it's all free will. So it's not, you're not handcuffed and you can okay. come into this life if you want to, or you don't. So, so my mm -hmm. story actually opens up in the spirit world, which is okay. was the hardest part to write, you know, because it's a huge leap of faith for the reader to, come onto that story with me from a place that they can't recognize. Um, but the story begins with the two of them contemplating being born and one of them wants to come and the other one doesn't. And so, okay. uh, so he follows her, the woman wants to come and she has her own reasons for wanting to be here. And he follows just so he could be with her, but he's born into, um, you know, less than ideal circumstances. He lives, um, he chooses the mother based on the fact that she lives on the same street as where his soulmate's going to be born. But the mother okay. is a drug addict and an alcoholic. And so he's born with fetal alcohol syndrome and he, he doesn't have the opportunities as they're growing together um, that his soulmate Joy is her name. So this is Jeremy and Joy. Um, and, you know, when you, you also mentioned about childhood friends and and that's a part, that's a big part of this book because they have mm -hmm. this really strong connection. So this little boy, he's neglected by his mom and he doesn't learn to talk until he's, you know, three or four years old. He's, you know, he's, he has these disabilities and uh, he wanders down the street into her yard. He climbs under, under, crawls under the fence and he befriends this girl, not knowing that they, they came together. And wow. they just form this strong connection with each other. And their childhood friendship is, it, it changes the whole book, the whole, the course of their lives. This is, this is actually really, really interesting. Cause this, this is, this is actually pretty cool. Cause this is a, this is actually a pretty interesting story. It says they're both there together and one comes down there. I always think about the whole thing about that uh, because uh, I have a stepson with autism and, mm. uh, and uh, I was wondering, that, did he come down there and this was what he was, the cards that was led to him, right? And I always think about this part there is that 
when it goes into this whole thing about soul families and soul things like that is uh, my mother actually could have been my daughter in another life or could have been a friend from somewhere else. How are all these things sort of connected and are they connected or do we just perceive because we want that story to be the way that we want our reality to believe that that's the way the story is. But this is actually this is actually pretty interesting. So go on with this story. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, not, not at all. <laughs> Um, so the idea though, is that, you know, it is free will and he makes kind of a, a reckless choice, you know, from the spirit world before he gets here, because he says, you know, he throws care to the wind and says, I'm, I'm coming, you know, and there, there is guides, there are people around us in spirit and here. And they said to him, choose another mother. And he chose her just because he wanted to be sure, you know, with the way that, um, you know, contemporary life is, you know, we're not in tribes, we're not in smaller villages or communities. It's, it's, he was worried that he wasn't going to find her. And so mm -hmm. he chose this woman. Um, and they, you know, they, they grow up together. Her family kind of takes him in um, because his mother is absent a lot of the time. Um, and so he's really a member of her family until DSS comes and they take him away. And it's, you know, what happens to these two kids who are so connected uh, when they're torn apart and he's gone for years. So it's this whole story about, you know, where their lives go and what happens with them. And, and then, you know, not to give away everything, but um, one of them is going to pass over and they right. figure out, they have to figure out how to communicate. Wow. Yeah. Because there, there's some sort of school of thought is that we, we, uh, well, there's there's many schools of thought on this about the reincarnation circle, and there's other different uh, religions and thought on this stuff. There is that uh, uh, different planes of reality of where we go to, and uh, they they mm -hmm. talk about that uh, that the reason uh, one part about reincarnation is that's the comeback to learn a lesson. But in your story, it seems back it's one part for two people to reconnect on Earth because on Earth. The big, the big question in, in, a real, in a religion is that you have free choice, you have free will, and here on earth is supposed to be the part where you make, uh, you whether, whether you learn lessons, but you have the choice there where it's different from angels at which are supposed to be governed. If you go into the religion part, I just want to okay. put it out there for people that are listening there because sure. uh, other people have different uh, faiths and, and how they perceive things. But uh, I'm not sure how you perceive things. Uh, I'll ask you. It says, how do you perceive your own existence here? And what do you think about the, your, your presence here in the reality that you exude in and the afterlife? Or do you believe there is an afterlife? I believe there is. A, I, I believe it's, it's all essentially the same. It's yes, I believe that when we, um, when we pass over, we pass over to another realm. But I think that realm is still right here with us. I think it's quieter than we imagine, if that's the right word to say. I think it's almost, you know, stepping from one room into another. Okay. It's, yeah, that's the way I see it. I just think it's all life. I think they're still in life. It's just, it's not the physical part of it. Hmm. Yeah, because I was sort of wonder, like, if you figure, what, what do you have here on the earth? There are 7.6 billion people Mm -hmm. Right. And then uh, to come down or I guess, I guess in, in your stories to come down, they both come down at the same time in a certain area. I, I was sort of, 
uh, I, I find the how do you define soulmate? I guess maybe that should be the part there because if uh, somebody that's born here, say that I am here in uh, in uh, Canada, and uh, maybe my soulmate w- was born in Tasmania in Australia, I might right. never ever meet that person. You know, I think there's a plan before you get here. I do. I think with certain people, there's a plan in place. Um, my husband is from Israel, and okay. I I just think. He came to the United States to play music and I happened to be in the right place at the right time. And I met him and 25 years later, he's still my soulmate. You know, he's still my, my person. Yeah. And congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, and I just think we were going to meet, you know, um, I, I just think some things when you say they're meant to be, I think they're in place ahead of time. Okay, so you believe in coincidences then? That there is uh, there is no randomness. That there's uh, actually sort of there's a, a sort of a track uh, either right left, and that if you follow down this track, you'll you'll follow down to the path to get to the finale. I don't know if it's that black and white to me. I think that okay. sometimes you may if if for instance, I I had seen my husband once before from sort of okay. afar because he's he's a musician, and I was at a club with a friend and I, I saw him and I remember watching him leave. And um, then it came back around in a very random way that I met him again. And I thought, this is not a coincidence. This is, this was going to happen. If I didn't meet him that other time, something in me felt something, a connection when I saw him the first time. And then I met him in a place that I normally would never have gone. And um, you know, I just think some things are meant to be. I do. I don't know if I'm so black and white that I'd say there's no such thing as accidents or I don't think everything is predestined. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of these things are, are, are pre-thought out by us before we, before we get here. I think we're part of the, the plan. We, we help to make that plan. Wow, that, that, that's sort of interesting. That, that actually, that that actually goes into every sort of uh, Hollywood Disney movie. There are period that, that comes around Christmas time where you you want to go and get there for the the great uh, Christmas dinner and stuff like that. And the person that was uh, someone that you lost long time ago all of a sudden shows up uh, on the street <laughs> at the restaurant as you're picking up that last bit of. Uh, uh, sweet potato pie that didn't get yeah. cooked because it got burnt, and all of a sudden you run into this person that I uh, got. Oh, my plane was uh was uh delayed, and I got stuck here overnight because of a snowstorm or a rainstorm. And hey, and that that's the part that see now that's the part where I I, I always think about coincidences and then divine intervention. Now right. there there's a there's a big difference in those two things, correct? Mm. I got to back up for a minute and tell you, I'm not crazy about romances, even though I wrote this story. (laughs) So I'm listening to you. I'm like, gosh, I hope that's not how my book comes across, but um, it's a love story for sure, but it's not Mm -hmm. a romance. It's not, there isn't a formula. It's not a, everything is, you know, I'll tell you when I, before I started writing this, my, my idea about the book was I wanted to have, one of the main characters in the book die and have that be a happy ending. Wow. Oh, that's actually pretty good there. That's sort of really twisted up a bit because then you always have (laughs) 
See now, now, now this is this is the part, and this is what I find interesting. There, I, I'll let you think about this because you didn't write this in your story, I don't think, anyways. But uh, just to get your thought on this, is that so one person dies, the other person goes on and lives the rest of their life and meets somebody else that they could have met past beforehand in uh, some sort of uh, alternate time universe because time is not linear that we see it here on Earth, right. but it's right whatever and they could have met somebody else and then forgotten about the person that they just were down here on this spiel that they were with here and they met the other person that they were supposed to be with or or connected to i always find that sort of interesting i don't i don't know it, yeah i know it's i know it's, it, i know you didn't write yeah. about that part about it that's a little bit of a twist but that's that's why i always find this uh this thought and part about family connections like i like you were saying about you were talking at where you got to this part where you became, before you became a medium and with this table and somebody came through to you. And I, this is, don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting anything. I, I always wonder about who is coming through to you. Somebody can from the other side can say whoever they are. How mm -hmm. do you know? How do you know it's them? Yes. That's, that's the big question because I've dealt with this with a paranormal survivor with that, uh, me and my wife that were on there yeah. that we like, you don't know because there's been lots of talks that things mimic to yeah. deceive. And right. I always sort of wondered that. I have wondered it too. I mean, to me, I guess it comes down to like my gut. So okay. there've been times when um, we've been communicating and I just will shut it down. I'll say, it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. It really is just, it's a leap of faith, you know, and you just kind of have to be able to um, gauge it by, by your own, you know, your own gut, what it feels right. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that, I find that totally, <laughs> I find all this stuff that's sort of interesting when I'm dealing, like uh, I've been in, into uh, looking into uh, things with cryptids. I don't know if you're, if you're uh, aware of what cryptids are. Like little people, like little small guys, like this guy or Bigfoot, yeah. and uh, different things like that. Paranormal, because we, uh, me and my wife, there we had an experience with paranormal, and that's dealing with the spiritual. And this, this whole uh, the station deals with uh, UFO paranormal research and paranormal and different things. The aspect of interdimensional and a whole bunch of different uh, categories in that. And I find this all sort of interesting of how people and view from their own perspective of what they are perceiving. And so you got it through there, but also your husband there that you had it for 25 years, uh, had a, a similar experience, the same thing that you did, correct? Right. Yes. So yeah. we had, each, we had each other to talk things through too, as this was progressing and it was a slow progression. This, it was, okay. I mean, it was over years it took us to get all, you know, to get to the point where we were able to really get good, clear messages. Um, and even then it depends on, you know, they, the, the spirits will come through me and um, it depends mm -hmm. on, you know, what kind of day I'm having or how, you know, if I'm tired, I don't do it. Or if I'm just feeling kind of, you know, not so buoyant, not so happy, I, I, I'm not going to do it because I, I feel like we attract you know, positive with positive. And I also mm -hmm. feel like just my own clarity, um, you know, I need to be, uh, you know, not have my mind um, interfering because yeah. it, it can, you know, very easily. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, uh, a question there says, uh, the spirit, do you talk to the same spirit all the time? No. No, so you do, do they tell you their name at all? Yes. Or who they are and where they're, like, because I'm not, okay, this this is, goes off another part because some people, they conflate or they sort of mix up, they, they think that spirit they're talking to could be alien and some think that they're uh, angelic or some think that they're something else or interdimensional. Uh, so, are, and some think that they are past people that lived on the earth and are sort of reoccurring and giving messages or something like that as they're looking down. Can you explain any of the ones that uh, you have uh, encountered or talked to or conversed with? You know, they're primarily um, family members or friends that okay. come through. I, I am pretty clear about, you know, that's who I'm open to. You know, as I'm beginning uh, a communication, I, I don't really, I don't, you know, want anything other than pure love. If someone's mm -hmm. here out of love for us, then I'm open and I'll hear, I'll listen to them. Um, I have, you know, also just a, a comment. I have had some, you know, visual um, confirmation of, of people. So as okay. I was learning, as I was learning to communicate, um, I'm not a great mental medium, so I'm not, I don't see very well, but when I was first opening up, I, I saw a lot more in terms of, um, you know, I'll get a flash of a person. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's someone I know, like someone that I know that's passed over. And right. um, in the beginning there, when I was really just, you know, kind of opening up, I'd be walking through the grocery store, I'd be told something, and all of a sudden, bam, I'd see someone's face in front of me. And I mm -hmm. think it was it was someone who was trying to get through to someone near me, you know, in the store or wherever I was, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing. But the visual stuff is, um, it does make me, make me feel more self-assured about who I'm talking to, you know, my, right. you know, my family members, that kind of thing. Wow. Eh? That, that, I, I, when you said there a flash and a vision there, that sort of just, uh, totally just brought me back to a, a point back when I was 18 years old. I'm 52 now. So uh, this is back a long time ago. Anyways, sure. uh, I was uh, visiting a, a, a person down uh, in another town and uh, her uh, husband had died and we had gotten together and stuff like that. And uh, one night uh, I was leaving the bedroom, going to the bathroom and this face appeared right in the hallway. And I was like, boom, wow. this like shocked me right, right but he had a smile and yeah. uh and uh i i don't draw very well but i drew a picture of this face there the next morning of what i had saw and she says oh that's my husband that was uh uh killed uh knocked off the road by a drunk driver that went off the cliff Whoa. i went holy jumping i says well that's the person i saw last night at two o'clock in the morning yes. in the hallway going to the bathroom and See, I've, I've, I've been sort of into this whole thing of like, uh, I, I don't discount everything, but I'm very, very skeptical, uh, uh, skeptical about a lot of things there because I do, uh, I do uh, read a lot of magic books and I follow a lot of people and how things can sort of be perceived and especially with the gypsies the, and I do have gypsy blood a little bit in me being part Ukrainian and part Cree Indian and, and everything that that's in there, but uh, how people can sort of, uh, uh, change things and uh, don't get me onto the whole thing about uh, 
these televangelists because they'll go on for an hour about oh, that sort yeah. of stuff there. But <laughs> but I, I find this sort of everybody sort of has a sort of a there's a little common thread that goes along there with something that they're connecting to, something that you cannot and I cannot sort of rationalize in a way. Is that that the right word to say that it's sort of like you you can't prove it, correct? Mm -hmm. And you know you you I, just you just feel it yourself that you can feel it yourself that it it's true to you that you're seeing there and that's why I asked the question at the beginning is that how does your rational lawyer mind sort of go to that into this spiritual mind or this yeah. part there that's that that's sort of the question I'm sort of asking well I guess I don't feel like I need to prove it I don't I don't want to convince anybody of anything you know mm -hmm. I just. I've had these experiences that I believe that have changed my life. And yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's made my life better. And, uh, you know, that's it's perfect. It is. I mean, and that, I know that's, it's a different part of um, not even the mind, really. It, it's just living with your spirit. I try to follow mm -hmm. my spirit. Um, when I was a practicing attorney, I feel like, you know, the brain is the uh, dominant thing. Like you get very kind of, you know, you rely on this mind as being this, you know, uh, very strong instrument. And I think it kind of can get in the way of the spirit if the spirit is talking to you. And my spirit right. was just, I mean, I had so many experiences happening. I was, you know, I'd be dropping off to sleep at night and I'd see, you know, my mom who passed over, I'd see her like smiling at me, you know, and different things that were happening that I couldn't deny, you know? So mm -hmm. to me, I, I, I already have a strong sense of this, but I don't really, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. That's not why I wrote the book. I just wanted yeah. to, I just wanted to put out a story that was built on the bones of this information, you know, that, the spirit continues. It really is is what I believe, but it is a not. It's not a nonfiction book. It's a it's a novel, and and you know people can read it and and hopefully like the story, and they don't have to take any of my ideas and and make them theirs. You know, right. we all have our own path to walk, and you know this this is my path that I've chosen, and it's more comfortable for me than the the lawyer path. I'm yeah. just. It just is, you know, and uh, I'm happier this way. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, but it's it really I think everybody has to find their own path. Oh, that, that's exactly right. And that's what this whole show is. We just throw information in the pot and people uh, yeah. take a little uh, little bit out of there that they have there. And they you know what they can uh, take with what they have, make their own recipe, take their own little part. And that's the thing is about yeah. just opening up and sharing to a thing there. Like even though the way that you've written this there, whatever that's sort of uh semi you and uh semi whatever fiction part of the book out of there, there's little parts out of there that can go that uh people can sort of say, well, maybe this is something that sort of connects to me. And that's, that's what my yeah. show is all about. It's just mm -hmm. eating food and enjoying and just, uh, well, it's not actually eating food, but just uh, yeah. dealing with ingredients, the ingredients of life. So we'll go into this part here is that, so, Soulmates and families. This is one part that I sort of uh, wanted to talk to. And the childhood friend and influences. Uh, you, you talked about that. Can you uh, talk a little bit on that there at all? 
Well, you know, that was, um, there's a Stephen King quote there and it's, it's something to the effect of, um, I never had, I never again had friends like I had when I was 12 years old. And I think that oh, that stand is, by me, right? Yeah. Stand the, by me. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. that's, that's an impressive, you know, sentence to me because mm-hmm. I think most of us can relate to that. Um, I grew up with a really tight group of friends in our neighborhood and, and I did kind of took it for granted, you know, as a kid, maybe we all do. You don't know that life isn't going to be like that, you know, forever, you know, things change. And as an adult, there's just life gets in the way. You don't have as much openness with the people in your life. At least that's how I feel. Whereas when you're a kid, Mm -hmm. you just, everything is trust and, you know, you have these bonds. Um, so I, part of that in my story um, is these two kids who really you know, keep each other um, on the right path. And they have this tremendous like, faith in each other. And that's, that's, that's what that was, that comment about you know, your friends when you're 12 years old. You know? Yeah, well, that's awesome. I, I have, I have uh, similar friends. Uh, we call ourselves uh, WMD. There's a uh, Willie Martzendell, so uh, weapons uh, of mass destruction. So we've uh, known each uh, other since high school, and still uh, up to fifty in our fifties. There, we still uh, are the same uh, weapons of mass destruction today. Oh, wow. And when you said that quote there, uh, that that part there from uh, the movie Stand by Me, because that was the whole part that he's reliving his childhood, and he still dealt with his uh, friends. He still. Uh, sort of semi kept in contact with them years and years and years later on when he had right. written uh, or was telling the story about them uh, going out to find the dead body. Right. Yeah. So, so how did you find that part there with uh, childhood friends and influences? How did that go and affect anything into the story or into your own life? Oh, well, part of it is because um, this guy, friend of mine that passed over, and I thought he was in my, in my house, you know, and I was feeling his spirit nearby. And he, it was a, not so much a childhood, but a teenage friend. And mm-hmm. um, when he passed, I really didn't, um, I was surprised by how much I grieved his passing, you know, because I hadn't seen him in, in forever, you know, and, mm-hmm. but there was still a connection there. And it made me think a lot about, um, the people who had influenced my life when I was a younger person and before I sort of went off into the world and, and you know, did my, my thing, walked my path. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and I think that those people that we grow up with have tremendous influence on us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, the, I, I even think about the same thing is that uh, by going this direction, I probably never would have met the people that I, I met if I would have made the one decision there that so that's always the, the, the story, I guess that's the big story. If you take the left path or the right path, not left or right, or I'm right, not saying right. that right or wrong, but I'm saying East or West and uh, sure. where do you end up? Right. And I, going back to the whole part about the soulmate part there with the story in your book, there is that if the one character uh, family decides to go, uh, off to Hawaii, they never end up being in the, the same place. Or... Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know all the, you know, the keys here to the universe, but uh, <laughs> I, some, some things I think, some things I think just find a way to work. 
I, I just, yeah, I do it, believe that. Um, and I think if you plan it, it does happen that way before you get here, but you can't plan for everything, which is part of what I talk about in the book. So Jeremy is this little boy and he, mm -hmm. you know, he has the, the fetal alcohol syndrome and he just has trouble learning. You know, he's not um, severely affected, but um, his friend joy is mm -hmm. very intelligent. And so when they're small, she reads to him and, and, you know, they, they're really, you know, more like siblings. And then yeah. as they're getting older, she's getting moved into the advanced classes and he's getting held back and they're moving right. away from each other. So it's not going the way they planned, you know, mm. and, and I don't want to give away the whole story, but it's not all this little, like, you know, everything falls in line because they chose to come together. So mm -hmm. it, some of those questions are things that I wanted to talk about because free will is always going to, is always going to come into play. Yeah. That, 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 that comes into actually into three parts there. You got free will, you have choice, and then you have divine intervention or mm -hmm. some sort of uh, uh, extra uh, manipulation that sort of moves something, whether it's a uh, positive, negative, evil, or good that can go and do it. Like if they remember any part of the story of Job that was in the Bible where uh, Satan went and uh, did everything he could to Job there to get his uh, falling away from uh, God or love of God. But any of those little parts there, they all sort of sort of intertwine into that. And now <laughs> I, I'm, is that you have in my own reality, because I'm not saying your reality, my reality looking at this is that how much are we actually have free will or uh, or is it like the matrix where the, the, the plan is already there and it's just uh, the pick a story A or B and you keep on going on, but all the story has been written. Oh, um, in, in my mind, in my opinion, and that's all it is, but I, th I think it's all free will. Okay. okay. So there, there is no part that anybody's writing the next chapter that can go and say where the next path goes. Somebody else other than us? No. Yeah. See, that's, that's sort of an, that's a, that's an interesting conundrum because that's the, the part there's, you have to wonder about that when you talk about time travel, I know this is going off topic there and uh, people that go back into time and then timelines and how they go and uh, they sort of intercede with the story. <laughs> I don't know. There seems to be a lot of stuff there coming out uh, through Hollywood and through media and that with uh, this whole thing with uh, mysticism uh time travel and changing yes. things and that i know your book isn't about that but uh i always sort of find this all of this stuff totally interesting mm -hmm. so i want to go in uh okay the name of your book is before we were born yes. and the book is there and where can you find this book uh well it's going to be released in the united states on january 3rd on okay. amazon so that's on amazon um it's already available in the UK. It came out in December, early December, earlier in December. Mm -hmm. Awesome. There, yeah, that's the, that's what that's where uh, Gavin there is. Uh, so that's how I got uh, your name there yeah. to talk about this. Have, have you written any other books or, or more books to come? I am right now writing the sequel to this book. Okay. And I'll tell you, it's got a different take on soulmates. It's, uh, it's more based on uh, brotherhood. It's not, I don't want it. It's not as much of a uh, romantic story. Although there, okay. will be, there will be elements of that, but I really wanted to think about how other relationships um, 
are really just as important. They're just different, you know? And, and so like these characters are going to meet again mm -hmm. um, under different circumstances. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the big thing there is uh, if you, if you look at, I'm not, not saying to go and put anything into your book there, but the, the whole thing about uh, buddies or friends, guy friends versus female friends, there's a total uh, connection that is sort of, uh, I guess sort of goes different than being soulmates of being uh, star-crossed lovers and stuff like that. Whereas buddies yeah. will ride or die. And I'm not sure right. how the female, I'm not a female, so I can't comment on that <laughs> part there, but, but uh, anyways, uh, out of that, uh, is there any site that they can check you out there, uh, Kathy, Kathy day in there, uh, they can check out your book or uh, pre-order or do anything like that or follow you. Um, sure. So um, my website is Kathleen with the K, uh, ready, uh, Diane, which is D-A-Y-A-N um, dot com. And I have a Facebook page under the same name, Kathleen Ready Diane. Um, short of that, you can you can pre-order right now on Amazon. Awesome. That's a good gift for you people out there listening there. Uh, get mm -hmm. something there for... Uh... For Christmas and it'd probably come around uh, Ukrainian New Year's, which is in January or oh, okay. Chinese New Year's and all that <laughs> stuff there. Because uh, everybody, every uh, civilization has their own uh, Christmas and New Year's seems to be. I guess everything keeps on changing with us and the, their own stuff. But uh, to get to this part there at the end of the show, I want to thank you very much there, Kathy, uh, for uh, being on the show. This is very interesting. Uh, I Check out more about your book there because it's actually an interesting story. And uh, I... I encourage anybody out there that's listening here on UPRN to uh, listen to the delicious recipe to pick up this book. And for uh, also for the people out there listening there next week, we're in between Christmas and new year's or my, uh, I don't even know what this is a uh, off shirt there for Christmas and Christmas is just a couple days away. And I will have a show there next week uh, between Christmas and new year's. I'm not sure what it's going to be. Probably sort of a year-end sort of show. And I want to thank uh, my trusty trio now. Uh, thank God <laughs> we have a trio there. And uh, they did everything they're good for the show. And I want to thank you again there, Kathy, for being on there. This is The Delicious Recipe. And uh, we'll see you all next week in between Christmas and New Year's. Have a good one. Thank you, Del. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>